Hello and welcome to the Wednesday, July 6, 2016 edition of Sands and Storms and Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jackson, Florida. If you're using Apache with the HTTP2 module enabled, you may want to check out the patch that was released today. It fixes a serious problem if you're also relying on SSL certificates for authentication. This will only affect you if you are doing two things at the same time, using HTTP2 and using client certificates to authenticate your users for these HTTP2 connections. Apparently, Apache in recent versions didn't validate the SL certificate correctly in those cases, allowing essentially anybody to log in to the site. This issue only shows up in versions of Apache 2.4.18 and later, and only again if you do have these two conditions fulfilled. The HAP2 module is not enabled by default. And if you are not sure what HAP2 versions you're actually using in your network, I posted a little T-Shark script that you can use to check for HAP2 connections. If you are supporting HTTP2, you should expect that all recent browsers will use HTTP2 if they're connecting to a web server via HTTPS. And yesterday I mentioned the exploit that was released against the ThinkPad UEFI vulnerability and I mentioned that other systems may be affected as well. Well, we got at least two more now. Some HP systems are affected according to an update published by the original author, as well as some gigabyte motherboards. So this is probably just sort of the tip of the iceberg here and I expect more of them to be released shortly. I'm going to link to the author's Twitter feed very typically posts updates like that and has links uh, to updates in his exploit GitHub website. And over the last couple years, uh, several countries did investigate data collection laws that would require ISPs and the like to share data about network connections from their users and share them if requested with law enforcement. Just recently, the British Parliament did pass a law like this, the Investigative Powers Act, and a British privacy group, Big Brother Watch, did look into how safe data is once it's in police custody. Well, uh, no real big surprise here, according to their research based on Freedom of Information Act requests. British police suffers about 10 data breaches every week where some kind of data is being lost. This of course yet again confirms that it is very difficult to secure these large data collections and that they represent a very attractive target, in particular to more advanced adversaries. And if you recently installed on your Mac a file converter application called EasyDoc Converter, well, you may be infected. This particular application apparently has been backdoored with a pretty interesting piece of malware. It will set up a web service on your system that's only accessible via Tor 
Core and this web service then provides full access to your system including but not limited to your camera files and even a packet sniffer. The particular application is not digitally signed so if you enabled the security settings on your Mac to only allow you to install signed software you should have gotten a warning if you installed this piece of software. And if you got a remote code execution vulnerability in wget, somehow it sounds familiar, but I don't think I talked about it yet. And a nice exploit for this was just released. The problem here is that wget follows redirects. And then if the user doesn't specify the output file name, it may be possible to overwrite existing files. Depends a little bit on the operating system and how how it's exactly executed, but essentially the exploit would be where you're downloading a file from a site. Of course, you expect a certain file name based on the URL that you provide, but then the web server responds with a redirect to a different file, something like, for example, .profile that will then overwrite your local profile file if you are running this in your home directory. Safe workaround is probably to eliminate redirects or at least to specify the output file name to prevent this kind of overwrite. Well, that's it for today. Thanks again for listening and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.